0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Stakes is High podcast. I am your host, Jones. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in last week. I want to give a special shout out to JB, TC, and of course Desmond visiting from Houston. Uh, Man, I really appreciate you guys on the episode. Um, Once again, uh, TC and JB, man, thanks for always coming through. Uh, You guys uh, help out a lot with the podcast, promoting it, and um, just being there when I call you. So I appreciate it. Uh, To the new listeners, Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Please, please go to SoundCloud on your listening device. uh, You know, download that app and follow Stakes is High podcast. You'll find all my previous episodes there. Um, You know, please go ahead and listen to those. Enjoy them. Uh, Also, like the episode. That means a lot when you like it. Uh, Just showing me once again, you know, you guys are appreciated. Also, Tune in to iTunes. iTunes is on for the Apple users. iTunes, I have uh, my podcast uh, on iTunes now. So go there. Once again, it's Stakes is High podcast. Make sure you put Stakes is High podcast because I think there's another Stakes is High. Uh, I'm not sure what those guys are doing, but make sure you put in podcasts under, or after Stakes is High. You'll find me there. Follow, subscribe, follow, do whatever. Um, and I appreciate you guys. All right, this week uh have me a special guest i've uh, been 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 i uh, met this met this guy um probably it's probably been a year ago man and just you know and, and i think we known of each other just because we're from the same hometown um great dude uh i think people always tell me that i smile a lot but this brother smiles more than me <laughs> he's um uh great guy man i i I, he let me tell you a story he's one of these dudes that he will foul you on the basketball court (laughs) and he's so cool you can't be mad at him (laughs) so man uh without further ado man i want to give a um uh introduction to my brother ricky ricky mccray what's going on brother
1: What's going on, Jones? Man, I'm good, man. <laughs> Matter of
0: fact, let's go with Pastor Ricky McRae Jr., right, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, man, welcome to the podcast, man.
1: Man, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate y- it. Yeah, man. I um,
0: I uh, contacted him. Uh, you know, I've been wanting to ask you for a while, man, just because, you know, I had the podcast going and, um, you know, I, I, I hit a missing when I see you at the gym or whatever, man. But I I, it's, I had to I ask, like, yo, let me give him a call. And it's just so crazy. You were going to the gym that day. So, yeah. Right. Man, I really appreciate you not even hesitating to, to join in on the podcast.
1: Man, definitely, man. I, I appreciate you, man, giving me the call, man.
0: Yeah, man. So, um, man, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, I already told people you from the great city of Marion. <laughs> and you know this. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man.
1: So, um, actually, you grew up in uh, Marion, Indiana, Um, that's where I was born and actually um dad was a pastor there. Okay. Uh dad pastored a church and um my mom and dad got a divorce and so we moved to back to Indianapolis, which is where my mom was from. Uh that was about eighth grade or so. And um and and honestly, man, just in that season of transitioning, trying to understand uh, who I was uh, coming from Marion to Indianapolis, uh, yeah. Indianapolis is a different different beast than Marion. <laughs> Way different.
0: <laughs> what uh, what school did you what high school did you go to? Uh,
1: I ended up going to the the greatest high school in Indianapolis, which is uh, Arsenal Technical High School. Tech. Okay. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I can't debate that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure listeners will, will be debating that right now. But, right, uh, <laughs> right. So I um, and and honestly, man, got into uh, sports. Uh, place of Sports in, in Marion. Okay. Um, I actually think we were on the same uh, football team. Okay. And because you graduated in 98? No, I'm six. You're 96. Okay. So so we were, I think we were on the, uh, I think I was in the seventh, I was on the seventh grade football team. Okay. And mm-hmm. that was the year they brought uh, the three middle schools together yeah and yeah, so we all yeah, have one yeah. one football team, yeah that's crazy so <laughs> so yeah, but i uh so I ended up going to tech man and playing uh actually started off with just wrestling and uh, uh did not wanna play uh, football because I actually got cut from the eighth grade team when I moved here to indianapolis wow. and uh and and the only reason I share this story is' cause it's a it's a story that until recently man has been. Uh, a driving force in my life, man. That's true, Yeah, like, so I was, came here, played in, in Marion, got here, and uh, didn't know the politics, didn't know, you know, the coach, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of the kids mm-hmm. had already been with this particular yeah, especially coach.
0: Especially you coming in from out of town. Oh, man, so. yeah. And
1: yeah. then the fact that I was the smaller one of the smallest guys gotcha. um the coach man cut me from the team i never forget and i asked him why did he cut me and his uh his reason was man you t- you're too small mm. and so i say that that's been kind of um my underlying theme in my life that when because i've heard that i had a decision to make uh either to believe it and accept it and say I'm too small, and and you know stop going out for sports. Or I had to tell myself that's a lie, and I'm going to okay. prove it to everybody that it's a lie. That's crazy. And so the rest of my life, man, I've been trying to prove. <laughs> you need to go tell that brother thank you. you
0: I did. Oh, you know,
1: did. You know, and, and matter of fact, uh, I, I he he became a head coach at a school here, Manual High School. Okay. And uh, so when I found out he was the head coach, man, I I made sure he knew I scored five touchdowns on him that Uh, night. (laughs) (laughs) So I let him know, yeah, he made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so (laughs) got into sports, man, ended up uh, going to uh, college, St. Joseph College on a a football uh, scholarship. Uh, and then went out for the track team. Got so I was on a football and track scholarship oh, okay. uh, in college, man, and uh, and and really felt like, you know, my calling was to music. So I've mm-hmm. always been into music, and so I I, I thought I was going to be a, a music producer, and uh, that was my aspirations, man. I wrote a lot of songs and had a partner, man, mm-hmm. and was in the place of. Uh, get literally, man. Looking for places. I was just, my choice was between Atlanta and L.A. Mm-hmm. Is where I was gonna move after I graduated. So I had looked at both places, man. And man, I was playing for a church at the time okay. uh, here. And man, a guy came. This preacher, man, came and uh, he preached this sermon, and I never forget it because the sermon was called "The Blessing Is in the Man and Not in the Land." Mm. And uh, it was a uh, sermon about Abraham. And so, man, when I heard that sermon, man, it just it it hit me to the point where I said, you know what? I don't need to move in order to be whatever it is I want to be. And so I decided to stay um, so grateful that I did. But I decided to stay, man. And this was where my destiny was. Cool, cool. Now,
0: how old were you then?
1: Uh, at that time I was probably about 22 23. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um now you with with your father being a pastor, you know, so that was you grew up. You grew up uh what what they call PK. PK. Yeah. PK. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, so shout out to all the PKs
0: out there. Yeah, man. <laughs> I can imagine that life. <laughs> but now nah, so so when you made that decision and said, "Hey, I want to stay here." When did you transition to saying, "Hey, I know you said you was working with music." Mm-hmm. When did you say, "Hey, I I want to, you know, my my calling is to be be a pastor so, or to preach, you know."
1: Right. That that's a It's a very interesting um question because I actually wanted to do the opposite of preach and pastor. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, your father. because of my father <laughs> and Uh, And honestly, he did ministry the way he had seen it done. And he poured um, a lot of most of his energy and time into ministry. Mm. And so that left uh, us as the children and my mom really left out, you know. So what I saw, um, I in my mind as a child, I thought to myself, the church really broke up my family.
0: Mm, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that.
1: I mean I can see that with any
0: with a lot of professions, especially if it's consuming a lot of time. Yeah. No. You know, especially in leadership. Right. You know, right. when you're in leadership, coach, pastor, whatever it is, I can see you have to be well balanced because it can take away your family. So I yeah. most definitely can see see that. So you
1: with you wanting to be opposite what said nah when it, when it said nah,
0: you supposed to be right here.
1: <laughs> you you know, I was so I was uh I ended up um uh becoming a minister of music uh of a church and uh once uh, once I was that minister of music, um I still wanted to pursue music and was actually um had started doing some writing for some, some people for some artists. Okay. And uh so decided I was going to go back to school uh uh U of I mm. um, and uh and get a a degree in music okay and uh man <clears throat> never forget it I was um my wife I had gotten married my wife was like let's go grocery shop I never go grocery shopping with her cuz she go to too many stores <laughs> and it's too long you yeah, know this is this is a 4 5 hour <laughs> event Right. And uh, so I decided this particular day I was gonna go, and I went to this Walmart, and uh, there was a bench. Man, I've never seen this bench at this Walmart, but it was a particular guy sitting on the bench, and uh, when he was sitting on the bench, man, this is a guy, man, who every Sunday, man, I, I'd be up leading worship, man. He just, be, it looked like he just looking at me, man, with a mean mug, and I just thought the dude didn't like me. Gotcha. And so, man, he sees me and he gets up, man. He's got this huge smile on his face. And he's like, man, it's good to see you. I'm so glad to see you. I just love what you do when you worship, man. You're so authentic and so real. And I'm thinking, dude, you be looking at me, me mugging me every week. <laughs> and um, then he started sharing me. He said, man, what is it you're supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Now, I know the call was there, but I was running. You know, I'm going to yeah. go to music. Yeah. I'm like, God, if I do music, you'll be satisfied, right? <laughs> it's still ministry. Right. right, right. And uh, he said, uh, I said, well, man, I'm about to go back to school, get my music degree, you know I'm gonna do producing da 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 da, and he said, "Man, he said, listen, you' supposed to be doing something else." And I was like, "Oh, man!" So I was like, "Man, look, man, I'm about to go to school for music." And he said, "You' supposed to be preaching, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Ah!" Oh. <laughs> so, man, he he said this statement, man. I'll never forget it, man. That it changed everything. He said, "He said, man, God has all the time in the world. You don't." Mm. He said. You better get about your father's business. And something about that statement struck me that I, you know, I'm thinking around here like I got all the time to do and decide what I want to do. And the reality is, man, tomorrow's not promised. Mm. Life is short. Why waste it doing stuff that you ain't really created and meant to do? Gotcha. So. With that said, man, I, I went home, prayed, and my wife and I talked about it, and I accepted that call into ministry. And when I accepted the call into ministry, I took a, a class that the, the church was providing. It was called Sermon Preparation. And and i never forget, I, after I preached my first sermon, um, God spoke to my heart and said, within three years, you'll be pastor. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. So, man, I did that. I went to sc- and I said, okay, I I believe that you should be educated. Uh, I don't believe that, you know, a doctor. Well, I I, I always tread lightly on this, and I'm only speaking for myself so everybody know, okay, (laughs) that for me, for me becoming a pastor, I wanted to make sure I got the education. Okay. And I understand that some pastors don't, and, and I don't knock them, but for me, I felt the conviction I needed to go to school so well why is that? I mean you know
0: if what is your what is your reasoning behind that, and why not speaking to the pastors who say you don't right, but let's why do you why do you feel that way
1: so so for me um, if you are a doctor, you go to school to become a doctor, you learn everything you need to learn um as as much as you can in school about that thing um there are certain professions, man, where you're dealing with people's lives that I believe that you need to go get all the training that you possibly can on it man you know what's crazy because I
0: agree I think when me personally man when I'm I like I do like the preaching of a sermon I do Mm -hmm. but I do also like the teaching of a sermon And a lot of times the teaching of the sermon is being able to explain the history and even just even just breaking down some of the language Right. You know, regardless if it's Hebrew or whatever it is, I appreciate that more
1: Right.
0: Or, or I appreciate it as much as just, you know, preaching and getting up there telling me to feel good and I should feel good. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, so right. I do want to know the breakdown of it, because, I mean, at the end of the day, we can the, the Bible, it can be looked at as history. You know, yeah. oh, definitely. and you have to understand that history other than just saying, I know what this verse means.
1: Right, right, right. So, you know,
0: so I mean, I appreciate that for sure. I, I yeah. most definitely appreciate that.
1: So you went to school? Yeah, I went to school, went to, uh, um, went to school, man, got my uh, uh, Master of Divinity. That was a three year process. Um, and in that three years, man, most of the people that were uh, with me. Uh, my classmates—they were all, what you know, applying for churches that were that that had uh, vacancies with pastors. So um, had a lot of because you know in the in the United States alone, man, there's like thousands and thousands of churches that don't have pastors or are looking for pastors. Right, right. Uh, so all around the country, and so man, I had people a lot of my friends putting putting in their resume and all around the country, and I just never felt led to do it, mm. um, and so you know i i'm a very spiritual person in the sense man i i don't like making moves without knowing i'm supposed to be it feels right for me okay so i didn't put any applications out i didn't necessarily know what i was going to do um but um in the last year of being in school really um i went to see somebody in the hospital and it was like when are you starting your church I'm like, man, I ain't starting no church, man. My <laughs> my dad started a church and I've seen all of that stuff. I messed around with yes, that. Man. You know. Yeah. And uh man left the hospital, went outside and prayed. And I'm like, Lord, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm going to school. I haven't felt led to put in. What are you, you know, so God just really spoke to my spirit, um, and uh and you know, placed in my heart on this this idea of planting a church. And I've seen it done. I've seen my dad do it and all that, man. And um, I said, God, I trust you. If you tell me to do it, I'll trust you. And however many people show up or whatever happened, that's it. I ain't going for. Honestly, I never had the thought, man, I want to have a big church. Okay. it was all about I just want to be obedient Mm. because I recognize my true peace comes when I'm doing what I know I'm supposed to do. No matter how many people there, no matter how much money is being made, that's when true peace. And and, and I found out, man, in that season, what my true purpose was, man. And my true purpose, I I tell everybody, I take a stand for people's greatness. Hmm. Because God has just given me that kind of discernment that when I see people, I can see their potential. I can see who they can be. And so... No matter what you've done, no matter how many mistakes you've made, God's given me that ability to see that.
0: Did you feel like that's a gift that you had before, you know, you wanted to be a pastor? Did you see that in your...
1: Of all, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. Always had it, man. Hey, even though I was the smallest guy, man, i take up for other guys, man. When they yeah, were getting bullied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the up, man. I mean, yeah.
0: I think we. I think it's, uh, you know, because me personally, man, I think that... I think one of the things that I have the ability of is being able to read a person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know being able to see they have goodness in them or they they're they mean well right, and right. I've been man I promise I've been I've been right man I could just say 90 percent of the time right oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah. just seeing a genuine person or seeing if a person is you know they not they just up here talking you know yeah. what I'm saying right right and I think I, I think almost kind of like what you're saying is like I remember being in school like man I want to take I don't want to man why this dude getting bullied you know he yeah. he don't deserve that man and right. I just felt bad for that person or just reading a person trying to just tell you anything and mm-hmm. and I didn't recognize it until I became older that was a a gift so a truly you know, a gift you know or or I don't I mean I call it a gift I guess no, or skill a or whatever it is and you know it's interesting that you don't realize that sometimes until you're older. Right. And you'd be like, man, that is something, you know, that that
1: that I can I can recognize. Right. You know? So you said you seen that and I seen that man and, and I tell you I after uh praying about it of course with my wife and, and I have the greatest wife ever. Uh so when I come up with all these ideas of stuff I'm gonna do, she says Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's just pray about it and let's let's do it did she not see that vision before you or is it when you, you know what honestly my my mother kept telling her mm. before we got married now you know he's gonna be a pastor one day <laughs> and she's like nah nah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah
0: i mean you i mean growing up father now how well i guess before we go there How's the relate? How how are you and your father's relationship? Did he has he tried to lead you on to follow into his fe- footsteps or how how was that?
1: So so honestly, it's a great um a great opportunity to share at this point. So my 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 dad and I um, had a very estranged relationship, mm. um, especially after the divorce. And uh, you know, we would talk, but we never really talk about anything with death. Mm. So everything was always surface and uh, man, I really was walking around, didn't know it at the time, but I was really walking around with this hidden resentment and anger uh, because I felt like he abandoned us, mm-hmm. you know, he left us uh, for whatever reason, church and other things. And and what I recognized that was happening internally is I had created an interpretation of, of some facts and things that happened. So, you know, when they got divorced and my dad was like, oh, okay, get, I'm, I'm coming get you and I'd be all packed and ready and he wouldn't show up. Mm. And so what happened was I interpreted in my mind, if I'm not worth my dad's time, I'm not worth anybody's time. Mm. And so I constantly lived with this fear that eventually people are going to leave.
0: So you, it was almost like a you 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 felt like you couldn't trust people to be right. there for you for sure and, and uh, that hap- that's man i can relate to that 100% bro right. yeah you know <laughs> what i mean and it's just in a different way with a different relationship right, you know right. especially for the ones who're supposed to be there for you no matter what right right this this relationship is supposed to be on the highest level of all relationships <laughs> exactly, you know what i'm saying exactly. so yeah yeah so i can relate so
1: and i um and and honestly man i went through um this leadership uh thing and um and afterwards man i called my dad and i said man i apologize and he was like why are you apologizing to me i said i apologize for holding for holding it over your head what you did Mm. And I said, I was wrong for that. I said, if God forgives me for stuff I do, how could I hold some against you? Gotcha. And uh, so, man, over the course of a few years, man, we finally connected. And um, two two years ago, man, this is a I love this. Two years ago, we went to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, And spent about three days together, stayed in the same hotel room, everything. And, man, when I say we had conversations, man, um, you you never truly know who you are until you know where you came from. Okay. I didn't really know who I was because I didn't know where I came from because I didn't know the history, as you talked about, of my dad. Mm. There's stuff I do that I didn't even know I was doing it because it came from him. Mm, okay, OK. And so once I begin to talk to him and he began to share and things begin, I'm like, that's why I think like that.
0: Now, do you think that's because because you gave that forgiveness? If you wouldn't have forgave him or expressed right. forgiveness to him, you would have never found that out.
1: I'd have never opened myself up to receive that for sure. Okay. And so that's what that's the thing about forgiveness. Forgiveness is not about the other person. It's about you. And forgiveness is about opening yourself up. And so I heard somebody say this: when you don't forgive, it's like drinking acid, but expecting the other person to die. Mm. Okay. When the reality is, it's like when I forgave, I was released. Now they can go ahead and keep drinking the acid. <laughs> they can keep it right. <laughs> you know, and 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 so when I when we connected, man, and we begin to share things. And what one of the things that came out of it is he did not understand his own value in our um in our relationship and he said you know what i felt like you didn't need me okay i felt yeah. like you had it all together and you didn't need me okay
0: well let, okay let's do this cuz cuz this is kind of like what i kind of wanted to go into but let's fast forward okay to right cuz we were getting here so yeah. the, you know you you took the acceptance to you know you said hey mm-hmm. god i'm going to go ahead and follow i, I You telling me what you want to do, talk to your wife. Now we're in this, this building we are in right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How did that come about as far as you making the decision to say, okay, I'm going to start this church.
1: Let's go into. Right, right, right. So, so all of this once, you know, I I felt like that was the, the call as the pastor. Like I said, my wife and I really prayed about it, sought God. Um, I was in the middle of a worship service um, one day. I was in my last semester of uh, school, and, um, and and clearly, man, I heard um, God say it's time to go. I mean, hmm. it was like you and I are talking right now. I sat down, man. I was just was it something that a pastor said or no, no, no. It no, was no, no. nobody okay. spoke. Right. It was the, it was definitely on the inside. <laughs> And it was just, it was loud as you and I right now said, it's time to go. Nobody said anything. There was
0: no no issues.
1: Was, no, no, okay. nobody. It just, he just said it was time to go. And so I felt that I sat down and then the rest of the service, man, I was just, just distraught because I didn't know how this was going to look. I mean, cause I, I was, this was my income, you know, everything. Uh, you know, as a man, you know, your is a lot of your manhood is is tied to, yeah, you know, being able to provide. provide. <laughs> so, uh, man, but after the service, man, I was you know still looking crazy, like, oh Lord, are you serious? Is real that I really hear that? And a lady walked up to me, man. It was a dear friend of mine now, and uh, she said, "I don't know why I'm telling you this," she said, "but the Holy Spirit told me to tell you it is well."
0: Th- that same Sunday
1: the same Sunday mm. and a peace came over me like I can't I can't understand I, I can't even explain it to you that I knew then I'm good that's what so yeah so fast forward man you know we we've got some people together man and said hey we're starting church and so we got our little core group that started nine nine people in my living room <laughs> yeah. and then uh, I had all kind of books man you know people you know there's all kind of books on how to plan a church and the steps you should take uh-huh. and all this so man I'm like man I gotta get these books man and and really man God just said no nah, I just want you to pray and I was like what <laughs> I don't know i start no church The <laughs> guy's like pray and, and once I realized you know I've, God had me reading man Moses he's like everything you need I got it mm. so why you need don't go to the book come to me So anyway, man, I went to God, man, and just prayed, man, and he gave me one book to read, and it was called The Church Planner. And you know what? The whole majority of the book was all about um, if you are going to be a church planner, your first church you have to take care of is home. Mm. He said, if you can't take care of the small house, your house, how in the world are you going to take care of God's house? That's a message to the
0: individuals out there playing this $350 million um, (laughs) Powerball. (laughs) If you can't manage your (laughs) church... How can you manage three <laughs> hundred? Come on up here, somebody. <laughs> nah, that makes
1: sense though, man. It makes, it makes sense. sense, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so man, you know, <clears throat> we lost out, man. Uh, you know, because of that concept that I was still dealing with, yeah. Of of man, I don't, I can't trust people. I don't know anybody gonna show up. Ain't nobody. You know, I'm thinking, man. You know, I'm gonna probably get about five, ten people. You had to get over your insecurity. <laughs> I had to, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, first first day, man, hundred people showed up. Uh, so man, man? (laughs) how'd you?
0: I mean, how'd you have you? How'd you get? I mean, what'd you do? You went block to block, or tell a friend and invite a friend? How'd you do that? A hundred people. That's
1: man. I'll be honest with you, man. Um, I I still haven't to this day done not one advertisement. Okay. Um, I was a marketing major in college. I know how to market, but you know uh to this day what i learned in school is is still true the best kind of marketing is word of mouth for sure if people believe in you yeah, yeah for sure they'll tell everybody they know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's literally what happened man okay. so now we're here um in your church name of your church the way church time they service all that good stuff. sunday 10:30 uh wednesday 7 p.m. okay now, how many members do you have? Uh, we have a little over three hundred members.
0: That's correct. That's dope,
1: man. Yeah. And you are how? Old? Uh, Thirty-six. So this is what I want to get
0: into. So, we, you know, um, I love the story, man. I, that's, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's great. One of the things I wanted to do this episode on, man. I wanted to talk to, you know, pastors or even just leadership, and just and and with you being a pastor, it works out great. But I always had this a vision of doing an episode of people in leadership and discussing, especially with a large following or, who, or a large, whoever you're leading, a large group of people that you're leading. I want to talk about just some of the, the, you being a normal person, you, um, the, the basically you have to continue to be. I don't want to say in character, but it's almost like you still have to be able to be Pastor Ricky everywhere you go because now you have three hundred people that's basically in a pastor situation. Y'all not, y'all not human, bro. <laughs> y'all can't be human. You can't mess up. <laughs> right, right, right,
1: right. right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: So like, right. I wanted to just talk about like basically the lifestyle, knowing that hey, man, I know you're human. Right, but there's. A person sitting in this third row right now That can't accept that you make a mistake
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying Like I, I just kind of wanted to You know touch on that man And just how do you do it And the first question I want to I wanna ask you You know You have 300 people depending on you
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying Who And you got 300 people coming to you With 300 different problems mm-hmm. Regardless if it's From the Uh, I I lost my job or I can't understand my son. You know, whatever it is, from the biggest to the smallest, whatever it may be. My question to you is, you know, other than going to
1: God, other than praying, who do you go to with your problems? Uh, Great question. Um, I have several people who are accountability partners for me. So I have um, a pastor um, who I go to uh often and have conversations with him about life about ministry um and he always tells the truth <laughs> uh so shout out to him and then then I have another one two three three pastor friends of mine We constantly talk. I have one of them. We talk every Wednesday um, and we also pray for the city. And we're always talking about, you know, our own stuff that we're dealing with personally. I have another guy in Ohio uh, who we talk constantly um, just about life. And then I have um, an accountability partner every Thursday morning at 715 to eight o'clock in the morning. We talk about life, and we've been doing this the last two years. Okay. Um, so I have lots of people. I believe that everybody should have a somebody who is kind of a mentor figure in their life. They should have somebody that's like a really, a really good friend, and then someone that they're also pouring into. So I also have people that I pour into other pastors. Okay.
0: Now, with these individuals, I mean, is it basically transparency?
1: Can you talk about everything
0: and be trustworthy to say, Hey, man, I'm having these temptations. i not saying, like, whatever it may be, you right. know, regardless of whatever it is, you know.
1: Man, I'm, I'm being honest. I said this to you before. Man, I'm a really transparent guy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, I'm very transparent in the pulpit hmm. about my, my own struggles and, and my own issues. Um, because I, I do want people to know, you know, that, you know, everything that I'm teaching and preaching, I'm, I'm living and walking in myself. Uh, I'm going through it myself And so I don't have issues with um the people that I'm accountable to 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 share with them hey this is this is my struggle this is what I'm going through you know so I I've, I've been very transparent about that
0: okay That's what's up man uh one of the things that like I I mean is it when do when do you when can you say no you know like when do you say no to one of your members not and I mean of course in, in the scene, in the, in the terms of like nothing illegal, you know. Right,
1: I mean? right. Is there a time where you just say, "I'm tired"? No. So I've set, I've set boundaries because of, and I believe that God allowed me to see my dad do it a different way. So I so set boundaries okay. from the beginning. So, like, I have days off that you can't, uh, you can't schedule things with me. Monday do you ever have a day off? Because if I see you in Walmart and I'm one of your members. Yeah, no. Monday is my day off. <laughs> so what you, if you see one of your members at Walmart. Yeah, you see. Hey, Pastor Ricky, let me talk to you. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Man, I want you to set an appointment. <laughs> with, I need to tell
0: you now. My at, son is
1: on crack. And I'm going to tell you, set an appointment. If he's on I crack, he's been on crack. <laughs> it ain't emergency today unless somebody's died or dead. I got you. I got you okay. So only time I break that. This is my own personal rules because there's boundaries. only time I break that is if literally somebody's in a hospital and they, they have a surgery, they're dying, I'm going to do that. Okay. But what I've learned is... How hard is it to stick to that, though?
0: Because, I mean... Oh, man. Because my thing is this. Like, I think in, in, in leadership or even mm-hmm. just, you know, whatever it is, being a person that, you know... I, I, I know you love your congregation. You love your people, mm-hmm. you know? How hard is it to say... You know this person's in need right now in tears, and they need me right now.
1: How hard is it to say no I'll be honest with you, man. this is what i've i've I constantly teach my people. My first priority is to my family, mm-hmm. and if I neglect them to go with you for some opposed you know some supposed emergency, who in the end is going to lose because you've been through that. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So I I I I always help them to say there are other people in the congregation you can call. So there there are things in place that, you know, everybody knows you can call each other. Mm. You know, so we've had people have accountability partners and things like that. There's other ministers. My my uh, uh, administrator knows. Hey, this is pastor's day off. I'll call somebody else to have them pray with them. Okay. Good. Yeah. It it can it has to be a village. Yeah. Yeah, if, if 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 everything depends and rises and falls on the pastor, then there's no real leadership there. Okay. What
0: um what I know this is a Christian church, but is it is it a what is it a denomination? Non non-denomination. Okay. Okay. When did you start off that way or Yeah. What type of church is your father?
1: In? Uh so my father, my father was a Kojic Church of God in Christ. Shout out. <laughs> uh and where,
0: where, is, it, is it, he still a man
1: no he's actually in Atlanta now oh okay. he's, he's not right pastoring
0: now. Okay. right now okay. yet. oh he's not okay, okay. yeah
1: right. and then uh I actually uh was in um uh a Baptist church before coming here okay
0: all right so to get away from the did you not want to stick with the Baptist denomination or was it just kind of just wanted to leave it open Because it's funny because I want to do a podcast on that conversation there. Yeah. You know, because I've seen more non-denominational churches come up, you know, more than I've ever
1: known. Right. You know, so. And some of it is because uh, most churches now are not even strict or adhere to all of the... um, the rules and regulations of their denomination anyway. And so most churches you walk into, you will not really know what their denomination is unless they're very, very traditional. Exactly. Most of them you don't know. You don't know really what they believe anyway. I mean, besides Jesus, you know, so for me, I didn't want to get caught up. Um, I've seen both sides of it. I've yeah. seen the good with the fellowship and all of that, and I've seen the other side of it, yeah, yeah. you know, as well with the hierarchy. So, uh, but this is just where God led me. I, I can't speak for other people.
0: Okay, yeah, man. I um, I, what, one. I guess you know another thing that I wanted to talk about. So, you know, you hear you hear all the different conversation, regardless of if it's churches, uh, about pastors, the rumors and. You know, how do you how do you stay away from that conversation as far as, you know, you, you, you everyone's heard a rumor like ah, this pastor out here cheating on his wife and no one knows if it's true or not. It's just mm-hmm. easy conversation because once again, you're in the you're under the microscope right, because right, you are right. the leader. So if 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 I go see you over here and you hug sister such and such, oh, boy, here you know, you have those <laughs> people in the church, you know, what right, I mean? right. that's just from you're always going to have that. Right. How do you how do you stay away from those conversations or how do you deal with just any? And I'm not even just putting it on with another woman, just any kind of conversation of rumors or the negativity that you may have as a pastor. Because y'all get it all the time.
1: Right. Know? Right. Because Once again, y'all not human. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I think that because I recognize I'm human, um, I've said it before, but I'm, I'm really I can't stress it enough. I have I have boundaries. Like, I don't meet with um, women by myself. Mm. Somebody's in the building. You know what I'm saying? There are certain things I just don't do. I have, you know, people will call them, uh, I have people who are around me <laughs> constantly. That's you true. know, and I know a lot of people, man, hey, why these pastors got to have somebody around them? Because um, the, the honest truth is everybody in the church ain't saved. Mm. And I'm going to tell you something my grandmother told me with so, uh, all her great wisdom. <laughs> 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 Baby, the devil got some uh, people out there that are literally trying to bring you down. Mm. And you have to protect yourself and guard yourself against it. So uh, you you can't just set up a meeting with me. Now, I know I've had people, uh, oh, why can't I just set up a meeting with you? You think you too big? You know, it's about accountability. Mm. So you have to go through my administrator to set up a meeting. So there are several people who know you're setting a meeting with layers. Layers.
0: okay. man, I wonder why more pastors just don't follow that, man. I mean, it seems like an easy
1: fix, you know, you know what? I think sometimes we're we're overly concerned about being rude and people approving and accepting of us, uh, which seems ironic. Right. But honestly, we don't want to say that because we're afraid of what people will how they respond. Oh, you. So you can't. I got to call them to meet with you. And so I, and I heard that early on. You know, a lot of people were upset about that. One of the way, man, I,
0: I want to talk about this, man. And uh, we don't have a whole lot of time left. But one of the things I wanted to talk about, I wanted to go in like not not knowing that you are a pastor of a church. Mm-hmm. You know, you would never know that because you just conduct yourself. You, you, like I said, man, in the beginning of the podcast, man, you smiling when you on a court. I've seen you get fouled and you just smiled and hand the ball over, <laughs> you know. So just the way you I've seen other pastors, man, it's almost like they they have this. Talk, like I've had, you know, you, you know, they got the with the, the pastor talk and God said oh God. Yeah, it, or or when they're out. They you know, they have on they come to the you know, I've seen guys just. Just the way they conduct themselves, they want you yeah. to know that you're a pastor. Right. right if you would have never told me that, I'd just been like, "Man, that's just a good brother." Right. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? So, like, is that purposely or is that just, you know, what I'm saying? Because you don't walk around <laughs> screaming. You don't got pastor on your front of your car in the back of your car, and you got a cross <laughs> <hilarious>. from it. The- <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a lot of people right. do that, man. But like, you know, I don't. Like you said, you you don't you don't you don't you don't have advertisement. Like you know. Showing yeah. advertisement, like you said, in the marketing, you just do it word of mouth. Is that purposely or, you know?
1: Man, I try to be intentional about everything I do. So even the way I introduce myself, oftentimes I will say, hey, I'm Ricky McCray, pastor of The Way Church. And this is, and this is why, because I believe before I'm a pastor, I'm Ricky McCrae. And if I and I'll put it like this, somebody told me this. The second you start believing your own hype, it's over. (laughs) So, regardless of how people try to hype me up and you this, this, that, and the other, I'm Ricky. At the end of the day, and if I change who I am to fit some kind of stereotype of what a pastor should be, then I'm not being true to myself. I had somebody just yesterday say, Man, you don't act like a pastor. I said, well, tell me what a pastor is supposed tell to act like. I can tell you. Yeah, tell me, please. Okay, look, okay, this how this
0: how a, a pastor who's over pastor and being Mr. Pastor all the time. I can be like, man, man, you see that game last night? Well, LeBron uh-huh. went off. Man, by the grace of God. <laughs> by the grace yeah. of
1: God.
0: Like, man, we talking about basketball. <laughs> That's over pastor, man. You right, know, right, like, you right. You can't even have a regular conversation without... Right. You know what I mean? Like, Like,
1: come on, man. We're just talking about basketball. You don't have to bring the Bible in this right now. (laughs) See, but this is what I've learned, man, is that. Truly, what people have done in the past is, you know, walk around the big crosses, walk around with a big Bible in their hand. Uh, but the reality is, man, people will know who you are by the way you love and the way you treat other people. Man, we know that. And that goes with everything else. Yeah. You know,
0: if I'm telling you something, I mean, I keep it to basketball. If I see a dude coming out there, he got on Jordan shoes, Jordan socks, Jordan shorts, Jordan shirt and a Jordan headband. He and He's play. telling you how good he is. He ain't no good. <laughs> he ain't life. all day. You know what I mean, and that right. just goes the same way with everything in life. If you if you are good at something, man, just be good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just just do your thing. Just be who you are, and you know everything else will speak for itself.
1: So there's a there's a scripture that uh, says in John 13 about how um, Jesus told his disciples that people will know you, my disciples, uh, by the way you love each other. It's mm. just that simple. Right. right. We make it complicated. Yeah. Yeah, man. Man, I I really appreciate you, man. Uh you gotta
0: come back. Yes sir, yes sir. Yeah, man, you gotta come back, man. Uh I um I I, I like to have good brothers on the podcast that gives good conversation, man, and and, and they can talk about something, man. You right, know? right. I try to do that. I have fun podcasts, but a lot of times I like to you know, I try to give a wide range of episodes, regardless if it's having fun or, you know, talking about this, man. Right. I just having a, a a normal conversation with yes, a pastor because you haven't i mean you you you've spoke you you brought up verses in the bible but it wasn't every single but it was related to what we were just talking about right. and that's cool some people just got to be like i said they got to go into the god talk and all <laughs> you know i'm like come <laughs> on man you know so right right man uh, anything else man tell us again tell us the church tell us uh time you know
1: right so uh the church is uh, the way church and uh, we meet Sunday, uh, 7th, uh, 1030, um, Wednesdays at 7 o'clock, and the address is 4171 Millersville Road, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46205. And if I may, we are our, our vision here is helping everyone discover and live out their purpose. And um, truly believe in my heart that if you are alive, you're alive on purpose.
0: What's what's up? What's, what's what's up? All right, man. Thanks for thanks for it, man. I, like I said, you gotta come back. You gotta come back, man. And regardless if it's just talking about some worldly events, topics, whatever it is, I want you to get back here from uh, the from the angle of a pastor or just a good dude, man. I don't even gotta put pastor in, man. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, once again, please, if this is your first time listening, go to SoundCloud, iTunes. Type in search stakes is high podcast once again stakes is high podcast itunes once again there is a stakes is high but make sure you put podcast in subscribe follow like the episode and uh thank you guys for listening stakes is high peace